Oh, what day is it? Some of us have been on like a three-month bender called March Madness because UVA is your 2019 national champions. Oh, uh, apparently it's June 7th, so that's a thing. And good morning or good afternoon or whatever time it is, wherever you're listening. I'm not sure what time it is where I am, but it is awake, alive, and grateful. The Reverend Big Al coming to you live from Raleigh, North Carolina, joined, as always, for this episode of the Living Water Boys podcast, the Reverend McBrien up in Alexandria, Virginia. McBrien, what's happening? Great to see your face. Great to be back on the pod. Uh, just living large up here, uh, staying up late, watching the NHL playoffs, watching the NBA playoffs. I'm sure you have some opinions on how that's going to unfold right now. 2-1 Raptors, are you surprised? Not really, given the injuries. We'll get into that in a second. We'd like to acknowledge that Will the Thrill remains on sabbatical. Hope he's resting, and he comes back renewed, full of life. But yeah, Raptors, up 2-1. I'm going to say not surprised, a little bit because of injuries. Yeah, I knew Durant would be out, but the Clay Thompson injury. Have to think the game on Wednesday night goes differently if Thompson plays. I think so, too. Uh, frankly, I don't know much about the players or the stats and how that brings everything about. Uh, I like watching Kwai do his thing. I like Curry's shifty dribbling, but really fascinated by the other stuff happening, uh, such as Lowry running into the courtside seats, getting pushed off Mr. Billionaire. Did you think it was fair that the Warriors uh, banned him for a year? I don't know how you ban the guy who owns the team. Yeah, I think you want to treat your investors wisely. And, you know, I'd give them the benefit of the doubt if, you know, someone ran into me. I thought it was more of a gentle pushback onto the court than a shove. I mean, I think the issue is most people feel like you have to be fair. And if it was an average Joe fan, they would have gotten a much more severe penalty. But, I mean, money talks, right? Money talks. You ain't got none. End of discussion. You know, here, if you're listening to Living Water Boys for the first time or the first time in a while, Reverend Big Al and I are both uh, ministers. Could you imagine? Um, I don't know if you ever preach outside of the pulpit, you know, walk around in front of people. Uh, what if you lost your balance and fell onto the front row? And uh, what if you dropped your Bible and went diving for it into the congregation? Exactly. Yeah. Could you, would you be upset if someone just pushed you back up front? Well, what if they were trying to help you up, but it was ambiguous if they were helping you back up or if they were aggressively shoving you out of the pews? Leaves would, a lot for the imagination to explore. I would say thank you and just get right back yeah. to the message. I think graciousness is the only response. And I don't know why Kyle Lowry didn't just turn and say, thanks for giving me a hand back on the court, sir. That definitely would have been the right Do you move. think the seat should be further from the court? No, I think they should be closer. I'm not actually sure how they could ever be closer, to be honest. I, I want uh, toes just an This reminds me that we should have a moment of silence for University Hall, the University of Virginia's former basketball arena, which was taken down a couple of weeks ago. But at University Hall, the seats were in a circle more than they were in a rectangle. So at midcourt, the seats were probably 50 to 100 feet off the floor. Uh, which helped with 
players diving into the stands. That would be helpful. Um, but it was also awkward because if you had the front row seats at midcourt, you were further away than people that were in the uh, upper deck, but at the baseline. Problem you don't see these days. It's a shame that Relic has been taken down. What's going on? So here's the deal. Finals. Who's going to win? It's 2-1 Raps going into game four, still in Golden State. Do the Raptors win the series like so many expect? Or do the Warriors pull it out? And in the midst of that, who plays and in which games? I think Warriors in seven. Uh, I want some new kids on the block, but uh, winning I it think... on the Raptors' home court in Game Seven. Yep. What do you think? And who plays? Does Durant play? I think we will see Durant again because the finals is so drug out. Right? We have a game tonight, and then not another one until Monday, and then not another one until Thursday, and then not another right. one until Sunday. Um, Hats off to the NBA, just maximizing the time of the spotlight. I would do the same thing if I was Adam Silver. There's a lot of time. Uh, I think we see Durant back. Uh, I don't think we see him back next year. That's a conversation for later. But I think he plays in the finals. Uh, I want Toronto to win, but uh, I'm still not fully convinced. I got Thompson coming back tonight for the Warriors. I got the Warriors winning to even the series tonight. I'm going to do it this way. I'm going to say Thompson stays healthy. The Warriors close it out in six, and we do not see Durant play because I believe the Warriors can win whether Durant plays or not. I actually wonder – I actually think the best storyline – I don't think it would happen. I think the best storyline would be Durant coming back and the Warriors not winning. Oh, I would love that. Like messing up the chemistry. That would make me happy. Uh, whatever happens, there's going to be a great celebration. You're going to have Toronto and – you know, Canadians who just realized the NBA was a thing within the last two weeks uh, being thrilled, or you're going to have just same old, same old. Whatever happens, there's going to be great celebrations, uh, but they probably will not rival what Reverend Big Al did on April 8th. Uh, you mentioned your three-month bender. Um, it hasn't even been three months. It's been two. Well, the whole month but... of March was pretty exciting, to be honest with you. True. Um, could you just give our listeners a snippet of the emotions that you went through during all that? I would say pretty surreal. Not even sure it sunk in yet, although I did get my shipment of championship paraphernalia recently. Swag, if you will. Maybe it'll sink in uh, when college basketball starts back up and you hear everyone saying, taking on the defending national champions, you see the banners raised. It's just... Uh, Expected it, but still hard to hard to believe. Well, I was thrilled that it happened. Uh, if a fan, I don't know another fan who deserved to just soak in the glory of victory. And I heard that echoed from a lot of people, which is just a testament to your years of faithful support. It's almost like the basketball god said, "Well done, good and faithful, faithful servants." Amen. I did. I it, it did at times run through the mind all the uh, the non-wins that I'd seen over the years. I was trying to think like back. CIT? That too. But probably also, probably the most memorable for me <clears throat> was January of 2005 when North Carolina came to visit. Eventual national champion that season, North Carolina came to visit U-Haul my fourth year of college. And uh, I, I think was, I remember this. I, I was 14 in middle school. Yeah. 
I was, it was my fourth year of college and I was, uh, I got to the game about 6 a.m. with my friend who uh, was a, large, a UVA student, UNC fan who was there to cheer on the heels so that we could get in line for front row seats. And that North Carolina team led by Raymond Felton, Rashad McCants, and Sean May won by about 50 points. And I believe we're up by 35 to 40 at halftime. So I got there at 6 a.m. to watch that trash. Um, which was soon to be the end of the Pete Gillen slash Elton Brown era. And uh, it's just the steps we had to go through to get to where we are. So I've been at some, uh, some memorable games over the year, both good and bad, but boy, we are blessed to be UVA fans at this time in, in the basketball era. Indeed. And I'm sure some of you listening uh, who know the Reverend Big Al, whether uh, you actually know him, or he's just one of your podcast friends. Let's be honest. We all have them. I, yep. I might have more podcast friends than real friends. Shout out to you, Fat Chris. But if you want to just soak in the glory and the victory of this UVA championship or hang out, uh, September 6th, William & Mary at UVA, football season opener. Uh, I think rumor home has opener. it. Home opener. Uh, rumor has it there'll be a loyal listener meetup. Uh, that's probably the one football game I will attend this year. Uh, and as the Jets gift says, can't wait. I mean, the big question is, does the season of UVA continue? Does the year of UVA continue following a basketball championship and a lacrosse championship? Have to assume football is next to come. Well, the Lord provided for Tony. Uh, will Maroney provide for Bronco? That is the question. Amen. So let's dip our toes back in the NBA real quick. Uh, free agency, uh, big Alstradamus. What do you see happening this summer? Any big waves? Is Only there any hope for my Wizards? I think there's none. What do you mean by luck? Do you mean luck that someone else will trade for John Wall? I would like that, or someone would take the ridiculous amount of money given to people like Jan Mahimi and just – clogging up our salary roll, but no one cares. You're going to have to wait out the yawn. Here's the question. Do you want them to dump Bradley Beal and try to rebuild or hold on to Beal since he's still a pretty young guy? I like him. I stick with him. I I have a Beal uh, t-shirt jersey and I don't want the value of that to You tell me Beal and Wall to the Lakers for Alonzo and Brandon Ingram. Who says no? Yeah, I take it. Uh, I just take it. Yeah, I'm not inspired by the you show. You should jump in the wall contract and and building around Lonzo, Lonzo Licious. Yeah, I mean, bring it. Uh, big baller brand, come to D.C., uh, maybe have some more global influence. Who knows? Uh, but what do you see happening this summer for teams that can actually compete, unlike the Wizards, which are going to be irrelevant for the next eh, four to five years? Oh, it's going to be fascinating. I, I'm going to agree with what we keep hearing as the rumor, I think. Durant to the Knicks sounds inevitable. Sorry, he won't be returning to his hometown, D.C. boys. But sounds like he's going to the Knicks. Interesting trade yesterday with the Nets clearing Capper to have two max salary slots. Have to think they expect to be active players. Lots of heat, lots of smoke about Kyrie Irving joining the team in Brooklyn. Because, hey, when you got the NBA's three-point champion on your squad, things are only looking up. Right, Joe Harris? Anyway, kind of thinking that's going to come to fruition. Also, like the rumors of the Lakers striking out on these free agents and trading 
for Chris Paul so that they can pretend that they have stars to play with LeBron. I think it'd be great uh, if whatever moves happen, if the Lakers don't make the playoffs again next year. But I'll say this much. Uh, as someone who struggles to really be locked into the NBA from October to June, I mean, give me a break. Off-season free agency, way more fun than regular season. Kawhi, will he stay? Will he go? Does it matter what happens in the finals? Anthony Davis, will he get traded? Or does he say, we've got Zion, I'm happy to be here? A lot of questions that are yet to be answered. Well, we'll see how that all shakes out. Uh, Free agency is just a fun thing. Uh, Free agency also exists uh, in the church world. Uh, Reverend Big Al, have you been checking the waiver wires recently? I'd like to announce at this time, for those that are not aware, that I have entered the ministerial transfer portal, and we are exploring other opportunities. So you're a free agent. Um, that That's exciting. Do you, you looking forward to the future? Do you have a time when that uh, free agency ignites, when the open market uh, you know, agents and teams can holler at you? I would say phone lines are open. Uh, <clears throat> looking at a strong uh, commitment through the end of the summer and then a lot of availability. So interesting to see what happens as the contract has not been renewed. Wow. Breaking. You heard it here. Uh, what's your Twitter handle at the real Alan P Smith search committees at the real Alan P Smith, holler at him and he will DM you his resume slide on in and some samples sermon samples. I even have video samples following this past Sunday's graduate Sunday, which was recorded. Oh yeah. Uh, what was the over under on your sermon? Uh, 14 minutes over. Wow. Even with that, communion. I mean, had a lot to communion say. thrown in. Yeah, absolutely. Could you give us a 20 second uh, summary? Absolutely. Central question. What do you want to do when you grow up with the idea that calling is much broader than what you do for a job? Mm. A word to our high school graduates as we celebrate and bless and send them off, but also a word, no matter what age you are, to think about how you can serve God and all that you do. Hey, that was great. I didn't need 14 plus minutes. So you gave it to me there in 15. Well, I had a lot of stories to tell. I am not surprised. And our loyal listeners who know you the living water up boys. On, uh, what, what you might consider to be a familiar quote by Frederick Beekner, you might be familiar with where your calling is where your deep gladness meets the world's deep need. So hoping that is something the congregation is reflecting on as we go this summer. Hmm. Well, that's good. Uh, I might have to check out the video of that. Uh, you, yeah, you... I haven't figured out where it got posted yet, but there is a video, but the audio is already online. Uh, I preached a couple weeks ago on the question, how much bread do you have? Um, mm. The feeding of the 4,000 is where that comes from. Not the feeding of the 5,000. Depends uh, on the gospel, huh? Is that Mark? Mark is 4,000? Mark and Matthew have 4,000. Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John have the 5,000. That's okay. the only miracle in all four, um, not including the resurrection. Um, but, you know, look at the end of Mark, and that could be a whole other podcast topic, but we're not going to get into that. Uh, but the difference between the four and the five, uh, I definitely did not get any discussion of that in Divinity School, but enjoyed some research uh, on my own, learning a little bit about the different settings. I communicated all of that in about a 30-second aside, too. 
<laughs> Brevity is key. Yeah. So I got a story for our loyal listeners here. Uh, Big Al is, he's just like Mr. Worldwide. Uh, knows a lot of people. Uh, his reputation uh, just, it can't be confined. And he brings people together. So my story takes us to a couple months ago. I was in Seattle, great city. Uh, the Metro line was just one line, uh, north to south, amazing. Very easy to get around, very cheap to get from the airport to downtown. Uh, I was there for a conference uh, called Inhabit, put on by the Parish Collective, which was really cool. Uh, it's neat to see people uh, just doing different things in a different place. I think the West Coast uh, could speak a little prophetically to us on the East Coast about what uh, the future is going to look like. But long story short, I had the data myself beforehand. So naturally, if I'm in a town by myself, I'm going to look at the schedules and see what games I can go to. So it's going to go to a Seattle Sounders soccer game at CenturyLink Field. And I went to a bar beforehand to watch Caps Hurricanes game seven. Don't want to talk about it. Uh, and I was talking to the guy next to me, uh, really friendly dude. And he asked what I was here for a conference. I explained it. And he said, the guy sitting next to me is here for that. And I thought, dang, who would have guessed? So I was bummed that I missed him, went to CenturyLink Field. I got club seats because uh, who knows if I'm ever going to be back in Seattle. And saw this one guy watching Caps Canes instead of sitting in his seat watching the Sounders game. Uh, I got chatting with him. It was the same guy who was at Quality Athletics, name of the bar beforehand, uh, and of course, a friend of the Reverend Big Al, uh, which was a thrill. Uh, the Living Water Boys came up within uh, about 45 seconds of contacting Reverend Big Al. Uh, but how did you feel receiving that text that two of your friends were just randomly hanging out in Seattle? Well, it took me a minute to connect that you were both going there for that conference. So I'll admit my first reaction was, dang, is that heaven? And are both of my boys there? How do they run into each other? So naturally, I was relieved to understand it wasn't heaven. It was just Seattle. Pretty close, though. Um, taste of heaven. A I taste mean, of heaven. Beautiful mountains. Everyone recycles. Uh, public transit was great. Sign me up. It's a wonderful place to visit. <clears throat> Yeah, you so, go to the fish market. Oh, of course. The original Starbucks. Nah, I'm not into coffee. Yes. Uh, but I found this place that sold donut, little donuts. Um, donut I, ate, I ate a ton of those. Um, yeah. Checked out the local McDonald's. They're pretty good, too. How about the Space Needle? Nah, I didn't do that. It's pretty uh, pricey. Pretty yeah. pricey. Yeah, I'm balling on a budget, so I'm not trying to do that. Yeah. Um, but so I, I think it begs the question. We have the six degrees of Kevin Bacon. What do we really think is the number of degrees of separation for the Reverend Big Al? Three. Trinity, holy number. Yeah, I'll be it. honest. I I know some people named Kevin, and I like Bacon, but I don't know who you're, what you're referring to there. No, seriously, what well, are speak, you referring to? Well, the actor Kevin Bacon and the okay. reality that really any actor can be connected to being in a movie with Kevin Bacon within six other actors in movies. Well, movies are so scripted. That's why I watch sports. I mean, so pick an actor you like. I don't know any. Yeah. That's what makes I'm most, I mostly just watch animated movies for children. 
Speaking of bacon, I'm interested in lunch, and I was thinking about checking out the new international menu at McDonald's, and who better to ask about such a topic than the logo himself, McBride? I am so pumped for this. If anybody here listening knows anyone at McDonald's corporate, which is actually pretty close to where my in-laws live, um, how do I get a job as a Mick influencer? I I would love to do that because I am pumped for the new McDonald's worldwide favorites menu. Whenever I travel the world, I love to go to McDonald's, whether it's in Seattle, I've been to McDonald's in Beijing, Marrakesh, Tel Aviv, Oslo. I mean, just anywhere I go, I got to hit the arches because the menus are different. Yeah. Um, you might even say I'm a Mick traveler. Uh, I just, I love exploring the menu this year. Uh, I am not going far at all, but the Lord has provided because International McDonald's, it's less than a mile from my house. There are four menu items this summer. You ready for them? Yeah, absolutely. From Spain, we have the Grand Mick Extreme Bacon Burger, also known as the GMBB. Uh, Google this and look at a picture. It looks juicy. A lot of meat, a lot of bacon, some funky sauce. Uh, excited. Do you like Mark Gasol? You know, I, I'm shocked Thank I haven't you. got him doing ads yet. Yeah. So you got the Grand Mick Extreme Bacon Burger from Spain. Cheesy bacon fries from Australia. I'll be mm. blunt with you. This is the menu item of the four that I'm least excited about because I, I've had cheesy bacon fries a lot. That's just happy hour food. I'll still try it out of brand loyalty. Most excited for the Stroop Waffle McFlurry from the Netherlands. Have you had Stroop Waffle? No. Oh, it's it's like a little mini waffle, and it's got like um, kind of like syrupy caramel, more like caramel between them. It's delicious. Um, I'll Venmo you three bucks so you can go get one and try. Um, Will this be at all local McDonald's? Uh, at least here in, in DC area. But DC is a much more international spot than North Carolina. Well, I'm grateful to live close to all these. And then finally. Uh, the tomato mozzarella chicken sandwich from Canada that I had yesterday. Hold on, and hold I on. do endorse it. We call it, we consider Canada to be international. I mean, let's hold on right there. I do. Okay, there, uh, McDonald's. I was there last summer, and I drove, and it was in kilometers, and it was incredibly confusing. Well, Very international experience. So these items, it's just honestly one of the highlights of the summer for me. Um, some of the uh, loyal listeners who know me are aware that my wife is pregnant with twins. Uh, she is on travel ban. We can't leave in ju- starting in July. Has but McDonald's with- is bringing travel to you. <sighs> yes. What and a I, yes. I, you know, do all things not work together for the good of those who love him. Mm. I will be there. Mm. You know, yes- yesterday was like a combination of goodness because when the Nats win and score five, you get free fries. Uh, so I had free fries along with my drink and my chicken sandwich. Uh, chicken sandwich comes with two options. You can get the chicken grilled or the chicken crispy. Uh, which would you order? Oh, crispy every time. See, I would do the same, but I have a triathlon uh, next weekend. So I went grilled. I'm trying to be a little no bun, carb free. Um, no, no, I went with the bun. But hey, two days ago, uh, I went to Nats game all inclusive. Um, I swear I'm not this fancy. I got the tickets for free. Um, but 
I ate a ton, and my only regret is uh, here's what I think all all inclusive suites should do. They should have a scale at the entrance, and they should allow you to step on it when you enter uh, and hit it again when you exit, and give a prize to the biggest gain. I think I would have been close. Yeah. Hey, as an aside, does McDonald's on this international menu include the calorie count of each item? They do. That's required uh, by the U.S. government. So Yeah, I'm really not happy with the government about that because it makes me second guess all of my menu selections. Hey, calories. I feel like they should have one with like the calorie blinders, you know, just the like – Call it like the cheat day menu or something, and I'll just call it like everyday menu. You got to – Treat the calories, you know, like this a cell phone plan of 15 years ago. Nights and weekends are free. They don't count. Yeah. <clears throat> well, well, if you can't count that high, you know, you're not going to get discouraged. So Definitely I not. I try not to bring my calculator. If you guys uh, listening try any of the McDonald's international favorites, would love to hear how it goes. Um, I might even throw up some pics on Twitter uh, of the great meals that I'm enjoying. Here's my question. I'd like to imagine if Bojangles also went to an international menu. That is a wild hypothetical, and I'm going to have trouble sleeping tonight because that's what I'm going to be thinking about. So it would have to be from chicken-loving countries since that's their only menu item. What do you think? What, what countries wouldn't love Bojangles fried chicken? Imagine a, like a Jamaican, jerk, a Jamaican jerk Cajun filet biscuit mashup. Oh, the flavors. Uh, where else would a good chicken come from? Um, everywhere. I mean, it's chicken. I, oh, so I think I think at McDonald's or no, sorry, in China you would have the uh, the bone-in chicken strips because in China they don't uh, take the bones out before they serve you the chicken. <laughs> per my own experience, <laughs> I don't think anybody would order those. Did you did you struggle with those in China? It was a little bit uncomfortable to eat the uh, eat the chicken when I was there, but hey. And just imagine that tasty Cajun filet bone in. Sign me up. <laughs> right? Right? Hey, speaking of biscuits. Um, maybe you know, Greek? Maybe like falafel? Cajun filet falafel? I would try that. Right? We made, we made some Greek food on Tuesday. It was delicious. Um, I called it Giannis night at the kitchen table. Imagine being in England, you know, like chicken, uh, <clears throat> chicken and chips. Instead of fish and chips, yeah, so right. Essentially, just calling. It's, it's actually the same thing. You just use a British name, but you up the price a few bucks and make some more money. It's Sign simple economics, Brian. Sign me up. What type of? So here's what I'm a little disappointed. How about, about German? Instead of getting fries with it, you get pretzels. Oh, that would be great. Right, chicken and pretzels. Yeah, I had about a half dozen pretzels uh, international in the other day. Yeah. See, this is actually turned into a legit thing, but Jangles. Me and Jake yeah. DeLome will be bringing this to you soon. Is Jake DeLome one of their... Well, he was when he wasn't throwing interceptions for the Panthers. Oh, man. Hey, football's coming back soon. We'll have to talk about that in the future. Plenty of episodes to come, uh, especially when I become a full-time podcaster. So make sure to keep tuning in. Can't wait. Well, Reverend Big Al, do you have anything else in your mind, or should I bring us home? Just lunch. Well, I hope you go find some international favorites and uh, just don't look at the calorie count and let me know how you liked it. That goes for all of you, our loyal listeners, too. Uh, we want to hear how you're doing. We want to hear what you're ordering off the menu, your takes on the finals. And what's just up what this summer? Great idea. Uh, hey, I know that uh, probably no one cares, but we are in 
just a summer of jubilee when it comes to soccer. Uh, Women's World Cup starts today. Uh, the U.S. U-20s are in the round of eight for the U-20 World Cup. We have Copa America starting uh, a week in a week and Gold Cup starting in a week. Um, put it in my veins. I can't wait. You going to watch any of those? Oh, absolutely. Well, always down. Probably mainly Gold Cup. If U.S. men are playing, that's what I'm watching. Well, they will be. I went and saw them Wednesday night after the Nats game, and let me tell you, that was an atrocious performance. Double header. Uh, I recorded it. Haven't gone back to watch it yet. Was busy announcing my resignation. Ooh. Well, more to come on all that on future episodes. We're glad to be in your earbuds. Glad to be back with you. Remember, September 6th, Loyal Listener Meetup, Charlottesville, Virginia. But until then, I'm Reverend McBride. You've just been graced with the presence of the Reverend Big Al, alumni of the University of Virginia 2019 Basketball National Champs. Thanks for spending half an hour with us. Have a great rest of your day.